This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. Welcome back. To the Barreled Up Podcast, there have been some very interesting deals, moves, transactions over the last, not even 24 hours, with the Mariners and Twins executing a trade, sending Polanco to the Mariners, giving the Mariners the bat that they have been looking for, and sending some pitching and prospects to the Twins, which is something they were looking for. But was there an overpay? Maybe, maybe not. We're going to talk about that. And the Toronto Blue Jays, it's not J.D. Martinez. It's not Jorge Soler. It is Justin Turner. He's the bat that the Blue Jays add. And I'm going to tell you why. I want to make sure you guys have subscribed to the podcast. So do that if you haven't. Make sure to turn those automatic downloads on as well. And help us grow. Rate and review and share this podcast with your friends. Tell them that great baseball conversations are happening here. Now, we're going to dive into this through the power of editing. We're going to be bringing in the live streams that were done at the moment, at the impact moment for these deals from the YouTube channel. So you'll hear my instant reactions to the trade and to the Justin Turner signing. So let's get into that. Let's start this thing off. We're going to start with the Diamondbacks Mariners trade and then we will go to Justin Turner. Enjoy everybody. There are so many layers to this Mariners and Twins trade. I almost don't even know where to start from who won the trade. Was there an overpay? You've got the bigger picture that is also impacted. Everything we've been hearing about the Mariners possibly trading one of their star pitchers to bring in a bat. I think that might be secured here with Polanco and talking about what the Mariners needed. We were talking about it on our stream last night about how the Mariners only had two bats in that lineup that had the potential to hit for 30 or more home runs. Well, Polanco's done that. So now you got a third bat. So the trade altogether, Polanco goes to the Mariners. 
The Twins get Gabriel Gonzalez, the number 5 prospect from the Mariners organization. They also get Darren Bowen, the number 25 prospect from the organization. Justin Topa, who had been pitching out of the pen last year for Seattle very well, I might add. And Anthony Desclafani, who they had just signed this offseason, and now they spin him in this trade. That is a nice addition for this Twins uh, bullpen and cash as well going to Minnesota. So I like I like this trade for both sides. You know who doesn't like this trade? Baseball trade values doesn't like this trade. An $11 million value for Gonzalez, seven for Topa, half a million for Bowen, negative a million for Descalfani, and nine and a half for Polanco, giving us a 17.3 million dollar value going to Minnesota and nine and a half going to the Mariners. Fascinating. You wonder, I, I feel like Topa may be, may be overvalued here, but there, here's the question. Is it an overpay for Jorge Polanco? Baseball trade value says it is. Maybe Topa's overvalued. He was good out of the pen last year, though. And again, Gabriel Gonzalez, we got a top five prospect here in the Mariners organization, now shifting over to the Twins organization. Bowen, a top 25 prospect in the organization. Desclafani's a, a decent pitcher. He's going to, I think, do some good things. So that's a question. Comment down below. Do you think, do you think Seattle overpaid? In my mind, I, I, I feel like Gonzalez and Desclafani should have been enough. But again, maybe Topa's overvalued here. Bowen, I don't know how you could be overvalued at half a million dollars, but comment below. Let me know what you think. Let's take a look at this for the Minnesota Twins. Now, Anthony Desclafani is right here. Uh, Fangraphs has inserted him into the bullpen. I think he will be a starter. I think you add him to the the back of this rotation, and right there, Varland. Varland goes to the bullpen. That feels like the logical move. Varlin looks good out of the pen. Let's put him back over there. Let's get Del Scafani in the rotation. And in doing this trade, the Minnesota Twins get another reliable starter in Del And they have two pieces added to the bullpen. Because up, up to this point, Varlin was penciled in as a starter. Now you move him back to the pen. You have Justin Topas in the pen. All of a sudden, the bullpen has been bolstered and the rotation has been improved by doing this trade. So I like it. The bullpen, again, we're adding through this trade, we're able to add two pieces to the Twins bullpen. Now, the bigger picture that I mentioned at the beginning of the video, what are we talking about here? We knew Seattle wanted to bring in a bat. They were not going to be able to spend in the free agent market to upgrade that lineup. They were going to have to execute a trade. And rumors were all over that it could be Kirby, it could be Gilbert, it could even maybe be Castillo. Now, we don't have to, Seattle fans, you don't have to worry about that anymore. We'll talk about that more in a second. But most most, most recently, we had been hearing rumors about Blake Snell and the Seattle Mariners. And I think this puts an end to that. Blake Snell would have been the piece you would have gone to get if you had to trade Kirby or Gilbert or Castillo, then you would go get Blake Snell. That is no longer necessary because they got their bat without having to trade one of those starters. So Blake Snell in Seattle, that's, I think, 99.9% not going to happen now. And the way this lineup now starts to come together, adding Polanco, 
Again, in our live stream on Sunday night, we talked about how the Seattle Mariners still needed more. The trade for Dylan Cease didn't make sense. They needed the bat. You can't trade Miller for another pitcher. If you trade Miller, you trade Miller for a bat. Well, they get the bat without having to trade Miller. Polanco comes in to play second base. Now, look, Polanco, he's defensively, he's not great. All right, so just, just get ready for that. Seattle, you're, you're not getting a good a, a good glove uh, for second base of Polanco. But that's the, the, the point here isn't for, for the defense. The point here is to improve the lineup, and that's what it does. With Polanco, along with Rodriguez and Raleigh, you got guys that can pop 30 home runs. And if Garver can stay healthy and Garver can hit like we saw last year with the Rangers, I think Garver could push for 30. So you have increased the slug with this lineup by going out and getting Polanco. And again, they did it without having to trade any of their major pitchers, the guys that currently slot in to that starting rotation, which is important. As Mariners fans, I don't think any of you wanted to live in a world where Gilbert or Kirby had to be traded because you wouldn't sign a free agent. Gilbert and Kirby, you've got four years of control for each of them. I think, no, wait, I think it's three for Gilbert and four for Kirby or five for Kirby. It's crazy. These guys that are pitching at a level that you should be paying $20 million a year for that you're getting for the on the cheap, you can't deal that away. And Luis Castillo is an arm and a, and a competitor that doesn't come around that often. So you don't want to trade him either. You feel like you got something good with Miller. You don't want to deal him. So you've got a rotation now that stays intact. One thing that this trade does still allow for, as crazy and unlikely as it may seem, it does leave the door open for a Dylan C trade, as unlikely as it may seem. That was rumored that we got that yesterday from Bob Nightingale's article in USA Today that the Seattle Mariners are talking with the White Sox about Dylan Cease. It does leave the door open for that. Because those pieces in that starting rotation that may be utilized in a White Sox trade are still there and could still be utilized with a trade with the Chicago White Sox. But again, Chris Getz is asking for the sun and the moon. You're going to have to give up Miller, uh, one of your top five remaining prospects, more prospects on top of that. You don't want to do it. I know you don't want to do it, Seattle Mariners fans. It's too much. That's what every franchise has said to Chris Getz is that it's too much. Let me know what you think. Comment down below. Who won the trade? Was there an overpay? Is Seattle done now? I would argue they're done. When it comes to adding bats, I would argue now you're in a spot where you can start to put together, this is our squad, this is our club, let's get ready. We report to spring training in a couple weeks. These are our guys. And Twins fans, I think you got to feel good about this as well. Both sides feel good about it. This is a win-win trade. No doubt about it. Win-win trade. Seattle had to get the bat. They got it. The Twins needed to grab pitching. Again, they get it. So both sides are looking good here. Who's the overall winner, though? Again, in a win-win trade, I'm still going to give out the overall winner. I'll put it this way. I like this trade for Seattle. I love it for Minnesota. So for that, I'm going to give the Twins the edge here. Because you get a prospect to develop. You get Descalfani. You add him to that rotation. You get to move Varland to the pen. You get to have your piece with Topa in the bullpen. So you're getting two bullpen pieces. You're solidifying the rotation. So I, for that reason, and the prospect and some cash, 
for that reason, I lean a little bit more to the Twins as the overall winner. Justin Turner is a Toronto Blue Jay, and it was an interesting journey this morning as we got to the finalization here. Now, we had John Morosi. This is a tweet from 907. Yesterday, he had indicated that the Blue Jays were seriously going after these bats and that Justin Turner was going to sign today. We have been hearing all this genuine interest in Jorge Soler, but I'm going to explain why Jorge Soler doesn't fit. So we had John Morosi, and I know the airplane jokes come flying out. The Otani jokes come flying out. He's just asking for it. He also gave us the year, one year, $13 million base with a $1.5 million in roster and bonus performances. And now again, you're like, ah, forget it. Good news. Ken Rosenthal also backing it up. We also had John Heyman backing it up. And I love the originator. Where did this all come from? You guys know, right? You guys know where this all started from. Late last night, early this morning, this man was at it again. Carlos Baerga broke the news last night while you were sleeping. Carlos Baerga knows people. He's not Jeff Passan. He's going to get stuff wrong. So you can't take Carlos Baerga as a verified media source, as somebody that if he gets it wrong, you kill him. Look, he... Here's what we know about Carlos Baerga. He knows people. So it's fun that Carlos Baerga started this whole chain. Now, let's get back to the whole Justin Turner thing, how he fits in. First, where does he fit in in this lineup to you? Comment down below. Comment those of you that are live. Where's Justin Turner fit into this lineup? Is he a cleanup hitter? Is he the number four? Here's what I can tell you. We do know this for sure. He's the designated hitter. Okay. Now, whether now he could also play some first base, right? We know that. But he's probably going to spend most of his time designate, as the designated hitter. I don't see Justin Turner as somebody that is playing third base much at all this year. Don't think he's got that in him anymore. And third base is an area. You see right now it says Kevin Biggio. I know you don't like that, Blue Jay fans. But third base is basically going to be an open competition at this point. Between Aravis Martinez, Addison Barger, uh, Kevin Biggio, maybe David Schneider's in competition for that third base job. Third base and second base, it's going to be open season for those two spots in this lineup, for better or for worse. And we did get some inclination here. Ben Nicholson-Smith tweeting that the situation is, again, again, you thinking about him as a cleanup hitter? Turner, a leading option to back cleanup for the Blue Jays. That coming from Ben Nicholson-Smith. So if we're putting Justin Turner in that spot, cleaning up, behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. We'll leave it there. How do you feel about that, Blue Jay fans? This lineup has a lot of question marks. And that's where, Blue Jay fans, I think you're frustrated is all of these question marks. Because what are you really going to get from 5 to 9? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, 
feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That's the trouble. And I know you know it. I know it too. But without Justin Turner, we were in an interesting spot. So let's let's react to the deal overall. Okay, that's how that's that's the whole how he fits in with the team. Let's react to the deal overall. Why do I like it? Why do I like Justin Turner? Now there are those out there saying he's 40. He's not 40. He's 39. He just turned 39 in November. Don't do that to somebody. Don't call him 40 before they're 40 when they're close. Justin Turner is 39 years old. Justin Turner, the numbers that I care about are these numbers. I care about a batting run value in the 82nd percentile. I care about a chase rate in the 71st percentile, a K rate in the 77th, and a whiff rate in the 91st percentile. That's what I care about. I care about a guy who hit 23 home runs last year that would have been second on the team. The OPS of 800 would have been second on the team. His batting average at 276, any old school batting average people out there, would have been third on the team. Uh, again, I know you can look at David Schneider. Look, of anybody that played more than 75 games, Justin Turner would have been a great piece on last year's lineup. Now, some of you may argue, well, last year's lineup, last year's team underperformed. And yes, they did. So you could argue, well, the fact that Justin Turner would have been that high is not really that much of a compliment. But at the very least, this raises the floor. We also take a look at what Justin Turner raises the floor significantly. Don't let that comment be you know left off as just some throwaway comment uh Justin Turner if he does what he did last year and he's fifth and sixth on the team then great things have happened so we take a look at what he's done over the last five seasons dude hits man dude can hit and that's important that's what this team needs he's going to be the designated hitter he can spell Vladdy at first Maybe he gets a couple games in at third in an emergency situation. But all you need is for him to hit. And I think this is a good thing. So I like what we see here. Again, all these numbers, I like them. And any Blue Jay fans that were fingers crossed on a Matt Chapman return. Yes, Matt Chapman plays great defense. But Matt Chapman kills you with the bat. And you can see Justin Turner side-by-side with Matt Chapman last year, overwhelmingly was superior to Matt Chapman with the bat. I will. I will take a year where we try to figure out who's our best third-base option between Barger, Martinez, David Schneider, Ernie Clement, uh, you name it. I'll take a year where we figure out who can play good defense at third base. Let's take the first half of the season, figure out who can play defense, all the while Justin Turner is putting up solid numbers out of the DH spot. While Matt Chapman's swinging and missing, striking out, not hitting home runs. I'll take that. So 
again, I'm feeling good. The Swing other element. Turner on the same team. Awkward. Yes, yeah, Sergio, they're going to have to get over that. Good call, Sergio. Thank you for the donation. Another thing that this team is obviously trying to do with the signing of IKF and now the signing of Justin Turner is they are very focused. Last year, they were very focused on defense. This year, they are obviously focused on swinging and missing. They did too much of it last year. We see the whiff rates for these two additions. 17.5 for Turner, 19.6 for IKF. What was the team's swing and miss rate, the whiff rate? 24% 24% last year. So if IKF, and I haven't even mentioned IKF as the third base guy, I'm, I'm, we're nine minutes in and I'm just, <laughs> yes, and IKF for all of that third base stuff I talked about a few minutes ago, insert IKF into all of that too. We have swing and miss rates that if these guys are playing regularly, you're going to see this team whiff rate come down. And that's a good thing. Putting the ball in play, not striking out, extending at bats are all great things. That's something Justin Turner will do outside of the production that we have already gone through in this video. He is going to put up tougher at bats. I like that too. What else does he do? Versus lefties. Take a look at his splits. Look at that OPS against Lefties, 164 plate appearances and a 900 OPS. If you got a little excited there, it's okay. I'll allow it. 900 OPS for Justin Turner against lefties. I like that. And why do I like that? Because the Toronto Blue Jays as a team last year against lefties slugged 415 and had a 758 OPS. Justin Turner's slug against lefties is 528. So we have 150 points higher on the OPS. We have 100 points higher on the slug for Justin Turner against lefties. So Justin Turner like the move. Must be another move coming. No point in adding yeah. Turner if that's it. We're, also, bye-bye SB now. We're going to talk about that bone. We will talk about that. We're going to talk about what's next in just a moment. So You have a guy that is bringing the swing and miss rate down. He is bringing the slugging and OPS against lefties up. Nothing but good things so far. So again, you should... My goal here, nine minutes ago, I started this. If you didn't like Justin Turner to the Blue Jays, I hope that I'm bringing you around a little bit. Now, now, let's get to the elephant's elephants in the room, and that is these guys. J.D. Martinez, Jorge Soler. Blue Jay fans, I know that's who you're eyeing. That's who you wanted here. This is where you wanted the Blue Jays to spend. This is the designated hitter you wanted, not Justin Turner. Look, Justin Turner's the DH. Where's Jorge Soler playing? Where's J.D. Martinez playing? It ain't gonna happen. There is no move number two where the Blue Jays then go out and sign Jorge Soler. It's not going to happen. Spots filled. And the reason why they went Justin Turner, what I everything I just outlined, but also from a financial perspective. And it's a financial perspective, not just for this season, but for future seasons. We take a look at their luxury tax payroll situation. The 2024 threshold, the first threshold, is $237 million before 
Justin Turner's $13 million contract, they were right up against it. Now, some of you may say, wait a minute, wait, 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 what? That 233 number at the bottom. No, 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 no. This is the number. They, they 191. Look, if you don't scroll down, if you live at the top, you got to scroll down. Because, yes, you'll see a 191 and you're like, okay, they got they got the money. That's the only thing I can think. That is the only explanation that is in my mind for so many Blue Jay fans that want the Jays to go out there and make more moves. Guys, they're out of money. Because you're at this 191. You have to include, again, the, the, the projected total is 233. You have to include. There is a very big number here. And I want to spotlight it. I'm realizing my arrow has uh, went away for some reason. There is another piece to this. That other piece is right here. The estimated arbitration payroll. Vladdy. Vladdy is not in that 191 that you may have seen. You have to include what Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to make. And there's also additional money as well. There's pre-arbitration money. There's payroll. There's benefits. There's minor league salaries. There are a, there's a lot of money that goes on top of that 191. Gets the Blue Jays to that 233. And that's, again, right up against the threshold of 237. And we just added Justin Turner's $13 million to that number. So the Toronto Blue Jays are actually at 246. They have crossed the first threshold. You want them to go into the second threshold? It's not going to happen. I'm serious. Like, if they can find a $5 million deal, sure. If they can trade a player that's making 10 and bring a guy back that's making 10, sure. But you're not going to see a $15 million investment in Solaire or $20 million in investment or $20 million for J.D. Martinez. It's not going to happen. That is a big part here. So, what's next? Are the Blue Jays done? Do you think the Blue Jays are done? Uh, Mark, they cannot. Do you think the Blue Jays are done? I don't think they're done. But in the free agent market, trying to make a splash, across the, Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Solaire, J.D. Martinez, it's done. And it's done for two reasons. Number one, financially it doesn't work. Number two, they don't need them. They don't have the need. Let me maybe explain that in those two different ways. Do they need them? Sure. But do they have the need now? When we look at the roster, J.D. Martinez is a DH. Jorge Soler is best fit as a DH. Remember, Blue Jay fans, you remember the philosophy this team has for defense. Are they going to put Jorge Soler out there? No. Jorge Soler would have been the DH. So two DHs, Soler and Martinez, there's now no room for him because Justin Turner is there. Because even if Justin Turner, you put him in the field, you're putting him at first, and then Vladdy's DHing. Justin Turner cannot, again, with a Blue Jays front office that is focused on defense, they're not going to put Justin Turner at third base for 162 games. That's not going to happen either. So, from a let's go grab a impact bat perspective, yes, I believe they're done. I do think this team could still make a trade. I do think this team could still find some depth pieces that don't cost a lot of money. But if you're looking for the splash, I don't see it. So where do Jorge Soler and J.D. Martinez go? I mean, it's fascinating. 
Boston's got to step up and get somebody eventually, right? If you're a team of a handful of teams that need a designated hitter, you got to think of these guys go eventually. It's interesting to see Justin Turner go before these two because we just skipped two rungs on the ladder Home to get down to him. At third. Platoon at third. I'll go play third. Uh, platoon at third with, and look, I think in spring training, I mentioned this a few minutes ago, I think in spring training you'll have a competition to try to figure out who the third baseman is going to be. Is it going to be Martinez or Barger or IKF? Does Justin Turner show? He's still got some, so you figure you can work him in occasionally. He wouldn't be the everyday third baseman. That'd be a shock. Based, I mean, it would go against everything that this Blue Jays front office has been philosophizing, is that a word, on the defense. Interesting that, again, Justin Turner goes before these two. Again, why not Solaire? Look at We're looking at a $14 million average value from spot rack, and this is not a one-year deal. That's the other nice thing about Justin Turner is it's one year. This is a four-year projection. I don't think he's going to get four, but I think if you're looking at Jorge Solaire, you're thinking it's probably going to be 14 to 16, and it's probably going to be two guaranteed years with a third year an option, however that option lines up. Mutual, team, player, think you'll have an option for a third year if you're Solaire. So Solaire is a multi-year deal. You've got J.D. Martinez. SpotRock has him at 15.4. I think J.D. is going to go closer to 20, especially if Justin Turner just got 13 for one year. J.D. Martinez is probably going to go to 20. If J.D. Martinez was going to sign for 15, I think the Blue Jays would have signed him. But that's not going to happen. This is an indication of what JD's asking for. JD's going to go to 20. If JT signed for 13, it's out of the Blue Jays' price range. Again, the other element here is Matt Chapman, too. Matt Chapman, this is coming from Morosi. Matt Chapman's market clarifies further with Justin Turner going to the Blue Jays. Cubs and Giants are among Chapman's possible landing spots. I would cross off the Cubs. Let's let's be logical here. I think we can cross off the Cubs. It's really Giants or bust for Matt Chapman at this point. His old coach is there, familiar with the front office. Uh, they could use him defensively. They could use him at third base. I know you got uh, Casey Schmidt and other young guys, but I think this would be an upgrade defensively for the San Francisco Giants. Blue Jay fans, again, if you had your fingers crossed, I think that we're done now. Um, again, from a roster perspective, sure, Matt Chapman could still come play third base. But from a financial perspective, how they are up against now, or they have surpassed the first threshold, and signing a Matt Chapman, depending on what the dollar amount is, could take them and put them to a point where that second threshold is coming into play. Matt Chapman feels like he's giants or bust. But Turner's going to the Blue Jays. And again, I hope over the last few minutes I have... Brought you to a place where if you didn't like it, you like it. And if you did like it, now you like it even more. 